even which teachers stop off at the Burger Mac on their way to school. But nobody can possibly see everything. Not even the legendary detective Bob Bernstein. That's why I needed my informants. Doobie Dial was the best one I had. An eight-year-old snot-nosed snitch with sharp eyes and a big mouth. Doobie would sell out his own mother for a sweaty handful of jelly beans. Unfortunately, when I say Doobie was snot-nosed, it's not just a turn of phrase. Doobie never went anywhere without a couple of green yo-yos hanging from his nostrils, which he then snorted back up so hard that they wrapped around his brain. Actually, it was the perfect disguise. It was all people noticed about him. If Doobie ever wiped his nose, his own mother wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. On that morning, the 27th, he was at the gates waiting for me. I was surprised. Usually I had to track him down. This must be important. Marnin Fletcher, he said, trotting along beside me. I didn't look down. A close-up view of Doobie was not how you wanted to start your day. What have you got for me? I asked casually. Did you see Captain Laserbeam last night? There was a mud monster. Doobie was a good snitch, but he distracted easily. Let's talk about cartoons later, Doobie. Do you have some information? Yep. Good stuff, but I want to see the badge. I sighed. Doobie always wanted to see the badge. It was shiny, and he was eight. Okay, one peek. Then, spill the beans. I reached into my pants pocket and pulled out a small leather wallet. I flipped it in front of Doobie's face. Inside was a laminated card and a silver-plated detective's badge. Sunlight winked along the badge's ridges, and for a long moment I was mesmerized by it. Even after six months, I sometimes found it hard to believe that it was finally mine. Wow, said Doobie, with real reverence which gave way quickly to doubt. You're sure this is real? I tapped the laminated card. It's all right there, Doobie. Fletcher Moon, graduate of the Bob Bernstein Private Detective Academy. Can I have it? asked Doobie, just like he did every time he saw the badge. No, I replied, slipping the wallet back into my pocket. This took me two years to earn. Even if you had it, it wouldn't be yours. Doobie frowned. This kind of thinking was a bit advanced for someone who hadn't yet worked out the mechanics of a tissue. So, what have you got for me, Doobie? Something juicy, I hope. I don't know what I've got, he said. I only came looking because everyone knows I'm your secret snitch and they asked me to find you. I stopped. Who asked you? Herod Sharky, replied Doobie. I don't know who the other one is, but he's big, really big. Herod Sharky. According to schoolyard rules, that name shouldn't have bothered me in the least. After all, I was in seventh grade, and Herod was merely a fifth grader. But the Sharky family wasn't one for rules. In fact, if there was an unbroken rule somewhere, the Sharkies would drive several hundred miles out of their way just to break it. Herod was one of the school bad kids. The teachers have a name for people like Herod, they call him one of the usual suspects. 
Whenever anything went missing, he was routinely summoned to the principal's office for questioning. Nine out of ten times, Herod had the missing thing in his pocket. The other time, he had probably buried it in the sports field. It was only a matter of time before the police began to call the school looking for him. So why would Herod Sharkey be looking for me? I didn't own anything valuable, except my detective's badge. My hand went instinctively to my pocket, but the wallet was still there. I decided to check it every thirty seconds or so, just to be on the safe side. I dropped my bag at my locker, then followed Doobie around the side of the school, past the oil tank that had been painted to look like Thomas the Tank Engine, to the basketball court, where all the major student business was conducted. If you needed to hire someone to tell someone that a third person liked them, then this was the place to find that someone. The basketball cart was also the agreed location for school fights. I could see from the ragged ring of kids that someone had booked an early slot to settle a disagreement. Where's Herod? I asked Uby, though I already knew. Herod was a sharky, so there was only one place that he was likely to be. He's fighting. They're headlocked. I nodded. Headlocked was better than pinwheeling. A person could get himself injured getting involved in a pinwheel. There are several kinds of school fights. The three most popular kinds are the pinwheel, the hold-me-back, and the headlock. In the pinwheel, the two fighters run at each other, eyes closed and arms spinning. The object was to catch your opponent with a lucky shot. But more often than not, the enemies missed each other by yards. The pinwheel was popular with the younger kids. It could be argued that the hold-me-back is not, strictly speaking, a fight at all, since the object is to avoid the conflict altogether. In a hold-me-back, the opponents scream, Hold me back! as loudly and as often as possible until a teacher arrives to break things up. Following the adult's arrival, the secretly relieved opponents are led away by their friends, still shouting things like, You were lucky, buttface. I would have murdered you. The headlock was what we were dealing with on that day. The headlock does exactly what it says on the can. Two boys get each other in a mutual headlock, and whoever lets go first is the loser. Grip is everything in a headlock. Some boys favor lacing the fingers. Others go for the wrist grip. It depends, really, on length and strength of fingers. There are many reasons why the loser loses. Not being able to breathe is one. Needing a bathroom break is another. There is a schoolyard legend of two bitter enemies, Burton McHale and Jerry Canty, who stayed headlocked for twenty straight hours. Their friends brought them food, and they went to the bathroom without using the bathroom, if you see what I mean. Those who have tried this tactic say it is only embarrassing the first time. I approached the circle around the fight, uncertain why my feet were carrying me forward. What could be here for a detective? I was not fond of violent situations. It wasn't that I'd never been in a fight. It was just that I'd never won one. But there was a stronger instinct driving me forward. I smelled a mystery. My detective's nose pulled me closer to the action. 
I could no more ignore this than a magpie could ignore a diamond ring on a windowsill. Doobie elbowed his way through the crowd. I got him. I got Moon. The crowd parted, repelled by the sight of Doobie's nose. Nobody wanted to chance contact with those stringy greeners. I followed through to the eye of the hurricane. All eyes were on me, which was not how it was supposed to be. Detectives should never be in the thick of the action. We were supposed to turn up later and ask questions. The closest a detective gets to a bullet is dust in the shell casing for prints. And yet here I was, following an eight-year-old into the middle of a fight circle. There were two figures in the center. One was Herod Sharkey, short and skinny, with the signature Sharkey red hair. The other was not a boy, as Doobie had thought. It was Bella Barnes, the biggest kid in the school. Bella stood nearly six feet tall in her woolly stockings and played rugby on the boys' team. Nobody messed with Bella, ever, not even the teachers. And yet here was Herod Sharkey, latched onto her back like a tick on a mutt. And I was stunned for a moment. Then I composed myself and took a mental snapshot of the scene, memorizing the details. According to the Bernstein Manual, a detective never knows which seemingly insignificant fact will solve the case. So, details. Bella Barnes, 5'11", maybe 200 pounds, 12 and a half years old. Regulation school uniform, except for expressly forbidden dangling earrings, which could catch on a doorknob and rip a lobe, according to Mrs. Quinn, the school principal. Though nobody had ever seen or heard of this happening. Then there was Herod Sharkey.